You're listening to Robert Wright's Non-Zero Podcast. Hey, Mickey, that looks like uh, the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote you're holding up there. Now, who do they represent? But the Roadrunner is sort of uh, going over, a, uh, the Wiley Coyote is sort of going over a cliff, Bob. Are, are these, are they you and, and he, me, by the way, before you go further? Is this Mickey uh, and Bob? May, no, maybe, maybe it will be later. Uh, uh, when we talk about how you failed to give me credit for my Chris riff last week in your latest item. That's a, that's a bald faced lie. Okay. <laughs> uh, you did give me credit. Yeah. You, you clearly didn't read the whole thing. No, I didn't. I, I have commenters complaining. But uh, well, you okay. should get new commenters. Is what you should never do. mind because these are never not mind. reliable commenters. We'll talk never about mind. this. We'll talk about. This. Never I'm glad mind. You okay. This. I take it all back. Not the first time I've been wrong this week. Um, so it seems to me that um, uh, the, de- the 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 narrative of the press is now the Democrats are coming back. The Democrats are coming back, and. There, it, there, are, there is some evidence that the Democrats are coming back. They're, they've won four consecutive, uh, you know, off special elections in a row. Sarah uh, Palin, gone. Well, she's Sorry, not gone. Go she, she runs again in November. In November? Uh, well, yeah. gone and, at a time deed is what I mean. And, 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 the, and the Republicans were split between her and, uh, and Begich, and Begich had a lot of money from Chamber of Commerce types, and he's a you know, an old political family. And so uh, the question is, why didn't she get any of his second? Why didn't she get his second choice votes? Yeah, they have a funny voting system there. They have a ranked choice system. So, I mean, she legitimately lost, but she, you know, things could happen by November and one of them could drop out and the Republicans could get get the the seat. Also, is, is Sarah Palin such a huge MAGA figure? I mean, she's Sarah Palin. But she was a, MAGA before it was cool. Man. Right, that's the point. Why isn't Trump a Palin figure? I mean, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, it's 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 not like it's not like her losing is 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 by definition a hundred percent a blow against Trump. I mean, she has her own baggage, and she hasn't been with you know has she been a hundred percent for Trump? I mean, they're basically allied. But anyway, um, anyway, but they're ignoring about they're they the press is ignoring a bunch of. Uh, other data, like there's a CBS poll that Robert Costa said, oh, this shows the Democrats are gaining. Well, it showed they gained like four seats in the projected uh, in the projected House races. So mm-hmm. the Republicans were getting 226 instead of 230, which is not nothing, but it's only four or six seats. I forget what it was. And um, and it would still leave the Republicans in control. Yeah. Yeah. And um, which and uh but the generic ballot was the same. It was flat. So it wasn't really one way or the other. There have been some generic ballots that have shown the Democrats way ahead. There have been some that show the Republicans way ahead. They're really all over the lot in an unbelievable fashion. So it's it's quite hard to tell, I think, you know, which way it's going to go. The Dem- the Democrats could could take the House. I mean, it's entirely possible. So um, I would not bet the farm on the Republicans winning the House. Uh, I'll settle for the Democrats taking the Senate personally, although that will, if they don't take the House, that will subject us to a lot of hearings, I guess, about Hunter Biden and stuff. Well, right? no, it's more important than that. It's that it's a if if the Democrats take the House, Biden can pass all his legislation. Right. If they don't take the House, Biden can't. I understand so that from you your care, point of view. If you, that's care about the the, if you care about a bunch of bad Democratic legislation getting 
stop the house is the ball game so what is the the bad legislation is what child tax credit with with uh what what is what is it you fear exactly yeah i mean i feel (laughs) i i fear i fear a resurrection of the dole where we spend a lot of money which is Mm -hmm. the important part uh sending checks to people who don't work in never married families so single moms who don't work get checks uh not enough to live on, but you'd be surprised how little people can live on. Uh, and also, it's you know, so we have a huge swath of unemployed people in the uh, in the Midwest and the Rust Belt states who who will you know live lives of idleness and on fentanyl and and you know and we'll have a whole underclass and it'll be a, a white and black underclass and it's just a bad thing sociologically. I mean. It's you know there's all this all these studies coming out showing that you know what matters is, for success is who you hang out with and what what culture you're from and if you're from mm-hmm. a culture of, that uh, gets by on the dole without okay. working and and Rodney has a plan that uh, his new plan says uh, you have to work you have to have a certain amount of income from the year before that's a good compromise okay if they just pass that I could live with that okay but uh, but the Democrats won't if they have enough power. Uh, yeah. Well, and the, the reason I, the reason I think the Senate is so important is I just uh, maybe I worry too much. But, you know, if things do get ugly again, the way they were seeming to get around January 6th, when the country seemed on the verge of like really ugly stuff. Um, federal judges become very important, I think. Right. In times like that. And uh, like, you know, when you're uh, appealing election results and stuff. So uh, I kind of like the idea of two more years of Democrats uh, fueling the, the federal court system. Yeah, although that's not going to—that's not really going to make a huge difference in time for the next January sixth. Well, you do what you can. It'll—it'll be—you never know. You—you—you you, you know, right. Trump had four years uh, of doing it, and there. One thing that happened, which you probably like, is that they—it looks like they have enough votes to pass the reform of the Electoral Count Act. Mm. Uh, you're going to uh, put it in English. Grassley, Grassley announced he was for it. I don't know. I would don't think go that far. I mean, that's a yeah. big step. But uh, but, you know, liberals like Greg Sargent approve of it. And I didn't see anything really wrong with it. So uh, that's an improvement. Uh, it yeah. eliminates doesn't eliminate the problem entirely because state legislatures could still appoint electors that were not the choice of the people. But um, uh, it eliminates a lot of the problems uh but um you know look at the uh so uh, basically if the if the democrats win the house mickey's life is over because no they'll, on the they'll contrary try to, they'll try to pass an amnesty and they'll pass the child tax credit and yeah but you'll have more to bemoan bemoaning is your is your fucking mickey, trade mickey is sick of bemoaning he'd like to move on from bemoaning well okay um, this worked so far uh they um the, uh, but here are some here are some discordant data for the Wiley Coyote narrative. Okay. Oh wait, eight... wait, wait, wait! I forgot to nail that one down. Wait, so who is Wiley Coyote and who is Wiley Rosen? Coyote? Is the mainstream media that is persisting with the mm. Democrats or had narrative, perhaps after it has peaked and they look down and they see there's nothing beneath them, mm. and the trend reverses. Like, okay. you, it's way too early to say the trend is reversing. My God, but. 
But it so right is now, they're still up in the air spinning. They think they're running. They think they're on, on terra firma. You got bad news for they, them. They're they, actually they, over they, the they're, cliff. They're, they're citing, they're citing uh, Nate Silver's site to say, well, Fetterman has a 75%, 85% chance of winning, and the Democrats have an 85% chance of getting the Senate. And it's just it's all crap. We don't know who's going to get the Senate. It's sort of pointless to say 85, 75 at this point. Fetterman, for example, is four or five points ahead. That's not insurmountable two months from not the election. Uh, Ohio, Vance is up. Uh, Georgia, Walker, of all people, is up. Although they have to have a debate at some point, and he's going to be down. But, Wait, uh, he's actually ahead of Warnock? He's actually ahead by two points. Uh, in reliable in, poll? In, in, a, in a reliable poll, yeah. That's horrible. The, the argument is that Kemp is winning so big that he's dragging Walker across the finish line. We don't know what will happen in the in the actual vote, but the point is that this poll is not bad for Walker, certainly. Uh, Johnson in Wisconsin is behind by two. Well, he can make that up if he wants. Uh, and even Masters, who's supposed to be this horrible, no-good candidate who everybody hates, is down by four. Okay? That's not mm -hmm. insurmountable either. So, um, and, 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 uh, and Bennett is in trouble in Colorado, and he was considered a relatively safe seat. He, the latest poll had him up by one. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, maybe he'll be the new economist columnist. Who knows? Uh, the, uh, uh, the, the references to his brother, who actually is one. Right. And okay. I don't and I don't know what's happening in North Carolina, Nevada and New Hampshire. Those are the other three swing states. But Republicans have to win five of those to take the Senate. And it's possible. It's entirely possible. But you profess to be OK with the Democrats keeping the Senate. That, that is not your nightmare. Correct. As long as our clumsy veto laden system of making laws still functions to block legislation, I'm happy. Uh, uh, as long as the gridlock, as long as the gridlock machine is working, yeah. Uh, so um, anyway, it, it it you know the the Republican problem is their people didn't turn out. For example, in this uh, special election in New York, uh, there is some evidence that without Trump on the ballot, the rural deplorables uh, don't turn out. As you okay. lovingly call them, you want to emphasize. Well, Biden is Biden is now resurrecting this loser Hillary uh, trope. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and he's not calling them deplorables, but he's calling them, what is it, extreme MAGA, super MAGA? Well, he, he said a couple of things. Uh, he, he, gave, he, he, he characterized the whole philosophy underlying Trumpism as quasi-fascism, and the MAGA people are... semi Semi-fascism or semi-fascism, I guess, and the MAGA people are uh, turning that into semi-fascists. Like, I checked into Bannon's podcast today, and they're acting as if he called Trump supporters semi-fascists. You know, they're calling us semi-fascists. So he did that, but... Well, but, how, how, did he, how did he not do that? If, if, well, if, what Ma strictly, if what MAGA is semi-fascist and these people are super MAGA, then they're semi-fascist. Well, what he strictly speaking said is the philosophy underlying Trumpism is it could well be that people vote for Trump uh, for reasons other than thoroughly embracing the philosophy. That said, I don't encourage this kind of talk precisely because it can be distorted in that way. But Biden said something a little worse than that, too. And I got into this in the piece of mine in which you claim I uh, gave you no credit, which, by the way, you don't deserve, but I generously gave you anyway. We'll, we'll get to that. But um, the... Uh, How did I not deserve it? You, you uh, said this. You, you argued against this idea last week, and now you've embraced it. I didn't, no, I didn't argue against the idea. 
this the okay so we i guess we should we should <laughs> let's don't litigate it but let's at least so you let's had, review it let's review it anyway you had this kind of tweet which by your own admission was pompous uh it, it was well god if pomposity is the problem we yeah. who, who who will be our journalist is that what you're gonna correct. say correct indeed i would be alone um <laughs> the uh well, first, let me say what Biden did say, which I, I mentioned in this piece. Uh, he said, I don't respect MAGA Republicans. This was last week. And that there he really was talking about the voters. He, he was saying, right. I do not I do not respect anyone who voted for Trump. That is stupid. That is just grist for their narrative mill. And they did use it that way. And in fact, they paired it with the thing you pointed out in the aforementioned tweet where Charlie Crist said of DeSantis supporters, he said, quote, those who support the governor should stay with him. I don't want your vote. If you have that hate in your heart, keep it there. If you read that closely, he does seem to be saying that all of the governor's supporters have hate in their heart. They're haters. That's dumb. Uh, DeSantis, as I note in this piece in the non-zero newsletter, went on uh, Tucker that very night and they made hay of this. And Tucker says, oh, they think they're morally, Chris thinks he's morally superior to all of you. And then the next few days, th they built adding on uh, quotes by other people, like Kathy Hochul had said something that actually wasn't that ill-advised. She wasn't talking about supporters, but still they managed to meld it with this. And then- She was uh, talking about all Republicans, if I remember. No, she was talking about three Republican <laughs> candidates. Uh, and saying they are not real New Yorkers. That's all I saw. And that, who were the people who she said should get on a bus and move to Florida? It was more it than was three Trump people. It was Trump and uh, Molinaro and some other person. Okay. I don't know. Uh, 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 but she was not talking about the voters. Anyway, don't let me interrupt. Sorry. And then and then they uh, and De but DeSantis got another day of media out of that by adding the Hochul thing to this and saying it's like conspiracy. And then day three is Fox News adding Biden's quote about I don't respect MAGA Republicans and just seeing a real trend. We got three anecdotes and only one is flagrantly dishonest, right? right. The, the Christ and the Biden. Well, so really one is one is enough. What's what's the point? The point the point is I agree. Uh, I mean, we had this argument last week, which was based fifty percent on my misunderstanding what you were saying. Your your tweet, you you quote tweeted the Chris thing and then you said Okay, well so now you understand this, it. Go ahead. This formalizes the shift from thinking your political opponents are wrong headed to thinking they're evil people. I thought you were saying uh Chris was saying that DeSantis, his political opponent, was wrong. Okay. Anyway. But the, but what you were saying, uh, which is that it's not a good idea to demonize the entire base of your opponent, is of course, as you know, something I, it's a sermon of mine. That's why um, I was stunned that you disagreed that's why with you're me. Stunned that I, I thought I was sucking in comprehension. I thought I was sucking up to you when I was rejected. I, I want to apologize for not accepting you sucking up grace, gracefully. Uh, and, but, but, but wait, wait. So, but how do we get into this? I forget. Oh, we were talking about. Uh, I was talking about how uh, Trump <laughs> had trouble mobilizing this deplorable base. But anyway, you had some additional point to make about. Well, they they are just. Uh, and then I, I you know, I, I, I checked into the Bannon podcast. They, they're playing this this quasi fascist thing heavily. Um, I, I'm just saying that I put this all together in the newsletter piece that where the credit is, there's a there's an afterward. There's a note at the end of the piece 
saying, recounting this Twitter spat and saying, and now I'm uh, okay. appropriating his main point without giving him very much credit. It was a little joke. Maybe your followers should have read that before they griped about me. But uh, I digress. I digress. Maybe they should have. You're the victim here. Uh, so anyway, they, them, Republicans have trouble mobilizing their their rural, deplorable, whatever it is, uh, semi-fascist mega vote, yeah. and and whatever you want to call it, and uh, it's it's uh, it's hard to do without Trump. So in that sense, uh, you know the um, Biden making putting Trump back on the ballot might actually help Republicans, but it hurts Republicans among independents. So what, oh, you have a choice: do you go for the independents? Uh, by downplaying Trump, or do you go for uh, the uh, Trump voters by playing up Trump? And if you ask any political consultant like Bill Carrick, who always gives a an, a not not radically radical but but correct answer, you want both. If you're going to win the campaign, you got to get both. You got to get both. So, which means you got to shift suddenly. Well, and what's the strategy that can do that? Obvious. It seems to me obviously the strategy is. Uh, you know, let let the uh, let the let the let the prosecution of Trump sort of fade into the background for the mainstream voters. Uh, the MAGA people will know that it's there, and uh, and emphasize uh, cultural issues that are the only ones that have a hope of getting them out of their houses on election day. Not inflation, 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 but you know uh, the border, which is consistently relatively high in the polls. Uh, in terms of, you know, way behind inflation, but in terms of uh, what Republican voters care about, it's way up there. Uh, uh, cultural issues. Uh, it seems to me the obvious one that just just mobilizes people is uh, surgical transitions of preteens, which, according to City Journal, Biden is now pushing internationally, uh, uh, trying to pressure Sweden into gender, offering gender-affirming care or that's a proposal. So that just enrages people, maybe beyond its importance, but that's the whole point. You want to enrage people. Uh, and the third is crime. And, and he, you know, the, the Republicans are on the verge of letting the Democrats steal the crime issue. How? They, they, well, the, the, because Biden says, how can you be uh, anti-crime and attack the FBI? Let's back the blue. And he's, he, Biden's going on a whole Clintonian uh, drive to the center at the last minute. He's going to go to the border and inspect the border and say, you know, some some probably some middle of the road thing. And he's uh, he has a crime bill out now, mm -hmm. which he unveiled in July, which is the classic Clinton, a hundred thousand more police crime bill. It's like a Bruce Reed special. He 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 produces these things very well with like a hundred little things, so it looks like it's a lot of substance. And um, uh, so he, that's how he's stealing the crime issue. He's has a bill he's pushing. Uh, and the and the Republicans, you know, are are just don't have their act together as much in, in a centralized fashion in terms of pushing it. They're still doing this inflation, inflation, inflation thing. And the other thing is, I saw a story on uh, my friend John Ellis's news items. It turns out it's an old story; it's a few months old, but it's still relevant. Which is the pandemic has been good to the bottom fifty percent. Their hmm. wealth increased, you know, since the since the pit of the of COVID, their wealth has doubled. The wait, wait, wait. Wealth has doubled in absolute terms? 
That's what it said in this article. It didn't really cite a source, but that's what of course it they don't have much to begin with. So right, doubling, right. you know, the average but, wealth. The average wealth is one hundred sixty-six thousand, and that's probably mostly the forty to fifty percent percentile. Yes. Um, right. But anyway, the, would, the, yeah. the tight labor market works wonders. These people are doing well because of the tight labor market. Uh, they mm. they get wage increases. They can switch jobs. Blah 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 blah. Maybe that's the secret Marxist reason why the Republicans are having trouble mobilizing these people. They're not that pissed off. They're doing pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, you could say, is it because of Biden? Is it because Trump held the lid on immigration? I would say both. But whatever it is, they're not that pissed off for hardcore economic you know, reasons. So that's another uh, another thing the Republicans are up against. So uh, I, you know, I, 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 with the current Republican leadership, which is now feuding amongst themselves, I, I despair of them hitting on these cultural issues. But, you know, it seems obvious that that's the two prong strategy they should pursue. Uh, Wait, what are the two prongs? Uh, let 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 the let the let the Trump prosecution fade in terms of like, don't make a fuss about it. It's too boring. To, OK, you know, they probably won't indict him until after the election. Uh, and if they do, it'll sort of fade from the front pages by the time of the midterms. Uh, maybe that's why they will indict it before the election. Uh, but um, and 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 so the independents aren't that exercised about Trump being on the ballot, uh, and uh, and then use the cultural issues to prod the deplorables. Uh, if, if this is all untested, it's maybe that nobody can prod the deplorables the way Trump can prod the deplorables. But the the alternative of having Trump do it himself is you lose the independence. So, yeah, uh, I, um, you know, obviously if Chris is doing it and Biden is doing it, there's some memo that went out saying we are going to demonize the MAGA people. You think we have really? Pulled, yes, we have poll tested it. It works. That's why he's doing it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Biden is such a loose cannon. I do think it was in the script. It was in his scripted remarks. At least one of the two things he said was in his scripted remarks. He said it five times. Of course, yeah. it's a, of course, it's a, it's a, it's but an that initiative. doesn't mean. I mean, that doesn't mean Chris got the same memo. Come on, I mean, Chris has got his own race. Chris, Chris looked like he was saying something that somebody told him. Yeah, to but say. then he kind of half walked it back. That's he why he walked it back. That's why he, he walked well, it back. He didn't, it was something he, didn't, he didn't really mean. He didn't technically walk it back. He qualified it by saying, right, "I, it, I, you know," but, but. Uh, but that's why it didn't seem that scripted to me. That's I don't why know. It, precisely why it did seem scripted. He says the script that says, and it, it, it's contrary to his ingratiating nature. So then he tries to walk it back a little. So in the course of like researching my piece, uh, I looked a little more into DeSantis and maybe we can talk about that mainly in the parrot room. Uh, but one thing, you know, I, I, I concluded that, he could be a pretty formidable presidential candidate, I think way more than Trump. Uh, and in fact, I looked at the at the betting markets and they give him uh, they don't give him as high a probability of getting the nomination as Trump. But they get him give him about uh, as high a chance of winning the presidency. I mean, from now, right now, they give each of them about a one in five chance of being uh, president. Uh, and that means th th that the markets believe that if DeSantis gets the nomination, he has a better chance than Trump gets if he gets the nomination, um, it, which doesn't surprise me. I mean, DeSantis is pretty formidable. 
And one thing I, I just I just concluded is, you know, they just got to dump Biden. I mean, it's hopeless. They can't run Biden. They can't run Harris. Uh, it's too risky. And I assume that after the midterms, suddenly there will be this big dialogue about that. Right. I mean, I assume that that the reason the Democratic establishment is is not talking that up now. They did go through a phase, uh, you know, some weeks ago of, you know, letting it be known that there were real doubts about Biden as a candidate in 2024. But hasn't been a long a chat, chatter since. And I assume that's because that's just bad term yeah. for the midterm performance. But don't you think right after the midterms, I think we need somebody yeah. to jump in the race right after the midterms. The, oh, well, I think I don't I think all that will happen, but maybe not right. If it, it depends who wins the Congress, if the Democrats win the House, there's going to be a period of legislative, uh, you know, a, a legislating period where they try to pass their agenda. And for that, it helps for Biden to pretend that he's running again. Uh, so maybe for four months or so, Biden will pretend he's running again, and then we'll have the conversation. I guess but, this uh, is almost yeah. a reason for me to hope the Democrats don't win the House, because that will give Biden a little momentum, right? And and Great. Uh, the guy's got to go. I, I mean, to, to imagine momentum, him on the debate stage against DeSantis is momentum just... Momentum out the door, you mean? What do you, you mean? Look, I mean, You say you hope the Democrats don't win the House. I said, if there's a good reason for me to, to root against them, it would be that they're winning the House would give Biden momentum, right? Oh, okay, right, right. Um, uh, and I just am terrified by the thought of like him and DeSantis, or in a way, him and Trump on the same debate stage. He can it, do. It, he can do okay in debate. I mean, he's no, not like he can't. He's better than I, Herschel Walker and John Fetterman. He's got he's got two more years of decline between now and the debates. That's it's a good not, point. But this is not pretty, man. Let me and let me he tell can, you he what can, the, he can. Well, he, he gave a rambling speech with sort of filled with semi-racist stereotypes, and that's the old Biden. He was yeah, all that'll there. That'll work. That'll work. He was the, all there. Uh, and <laughs> so here's what the betting markets say about the Democratic prospect. Okay, they've got interestingly, by the way, uh, the conventional wisdom according to the betting markets is that he will not be the nominee. Okay, uh, he he Why has do we, a. Why do we put any more trust in the betting markets than the stock market? You know, it's less trustworthy because there are fewer people in it. So, uh, I don't know. Often wrong. I think. I think it, it, some of these markets there is real money that's put there by real people who care about it and are fairly smart. Also, it doesn't seem that crazy to me. It also the basics seem about right. So they give Joe Biden a one in. Three chance of getting the nomination. That's interesting. I think he probably won't get the nomination. They give Kamala Harris a one in six chance. Way too. And hard. then there's just a bunch. Well, then there's one. You know, they give. Here's the order: Buttigieg, uh, one in fourteen, fifteen. AOC, one in like uh, I don't know, fifty. Elizabeth. Uh, well, no, Elizabeth Warren's odds are better. I don't know why she's in fourth. Her odds are actually better. She's like one in uh, one in twenty-five. Those are the only ones that are above one well, percent. The um, we left out when we go th we we go through this ritual a lot of mm -hmm. trying to figure out who the, who the de uh, who a, a Democrat who could win the nomination would be, and we we always leave out an obvious one, which is if he beats Herschel Walker, Warnock. You mentioned him last week, but maybe okay. that was in the parrot room. And I said, that would be a pretty rapid ascent, meaning it's a pretty thin resume. And you nope. said, well, it would be like Obama. 
Yeah, it would be exactly like Obama. Maybe yeah, even, well, that's... maybe even a little more, a little bigger resume than Obama. So, um, I, I like Warnock a lot. Uh, the a, a guy I who is nowhere now. Warnock is on the betting list, I believe, at one in a thousand or something. <laughs> He's on there. Uh, the guy who's not on there is Chris Murphy. I guess that's because he's saying right now he doesn't want it. Maybe he means it. I still say people should take him seriously. And and one thing I like about him is I think I can imagine him. See, I have this theory that the Democratic nominee in 2024 could conceivably win by running a positive campaign, do the opposite of what we've been complaining about, them calling Trump supporters this and that and and, and so on. Just do the opposite. Let the Republican candidate go negative and say, look, we've had too many years of this. Uh, you know, I look to a brighter future. It's it, it's all it, it, it's all good. Uh, and I can see Chris Murphy uh, doing that, you know, being uh, a, a kind of a gentleman politician. That's a good that's a, that, that's good advice. Uh, at least it's heartening advice. The uh, I, I, I guess if, if abortion has mobilized the Democrats. And, and there's a danger of mobilizing the Trumpists. What is the logic between of this Biden anti-MAGA demonizing campaign? It might, you know, it might misfire. I mean, already the Democrats are already mobilized. They they they're winning special election after special election. Why why does he need to do this? It seems well, to me the I negative the negatives the, may outweigh the positive. But I think it's partly that uh, he's not thinking about the general election for uh, for Congress. He's thinking about his own chances of being president. You know, there's a big difference between the no. messaging you do to get the nomination and the messaging you do to win the general. No, that's crazy. The Democrats you, are a hundred percent focused on the midterms. Yeah, they are. But what, but if you're Joe Biden, what are you but, focused but, on? You focus on Joe Biden. Joe Biden's advisors are 100 percent focused on the midterms. If Joe Biden wants to do anything in the second half of his first term, he has to win the midterms. So uh, it, it, his, you know, I guarantee you that uh, that uh, Donilon, his advisor, is not saying, gee, let's let's look past the midterms. To, I, I, I don't believe that. Well, then the theory is that, uh, you know, fear is their best asset. If you want to get people out to the polls, you got to scare them. I don't know that. That's yeah. right. I, I guess that's right. I, I, or maybe I mean, they passed a, a certain amount of legislation. They can't promise the stuff they passed. Well, but he could boast. He could boast about the legislation instead of, you know, he knows that the anti-Trump stuff is going to get the headlines. Whatever look, else he says in the speech look, is, is not going to be reported. Honestly, I think if he if he followed the prescription I just laid out, let's go positive. That might win. It would seem like a pretty sudden turnaround at this point. But if he started, well, if he started uh, criticizing people who, who call others semi-fascist, that would seem a little it's, odd. It's but, only, it's only, it's only a surprising turnaround because he's already launched this thing for right, two weeks. Yeah. Right. That's what yeah. I mean. But I think in principle, it could have done. I mean, Americans are sick of all this shit. That's what yeah. I think. I think enough Americans are sick of all this shit. That's actually the, a very good idea and a radical idea that nobody is promoting. You should write well, that article. Write that. I should do that, or and, I should and, declare my candidacy. And Mickey, I would like to pause now and make an announcement. Well, Bob, I I, I noticed that uh, she who shall not be named when I Ann asked Coulter? her, no, uh. A L E X A, uh, AOC, A L E X A. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, okay. When I asked her the time, 
She said, and would you like a daily affirmation from? And I, and, and I, hmm. I didn't hear where it was from. So it, it might've been you. Could have been. I mean, would you I think like you one? Should get, if you get on this ALEXA daily affirmation thing, yeah. your campaign will be launched. Would you like an affirmation from Bob? About that's the, the kind of platform I need access to. About the positive. You should write this up and give me full credit. Just for the I'm, hell of it. I'm telling you, man. Put I gave you so much credit. <laughs> so low in my piece. <laughs> right. Low like in the piece. Beneath the bottom of the piece. That's how low. Low is low. Beneath the bottom is better than the armpit, which is three quarters of the way through. So I'll take beneath I, the bottom. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's a very good idea. The other thing, the other wrinkle is that Trump's uh, tweets were verging on so crazy this week. Oh, yeah? It was pointed out either by Maggie Haberman or one, somebody she retweeted that they're not, they weren't really, it was all like, you know, you know, he labeled people's enemies and he, he seemed to be sort of actual, you know, a battle against his enemies as opposed to an election. He seemed to be he called for the election to be held over again, you know, that they must hold a new election immediately. And he had oh, all yeah. sorts of things. It, it was if he was waging a uh, sort of guerrilla war, not running for office. Mickey, that, can I just interject a minor correction? We don't call them tweets. We call them truths because okay. they appear on Truth Social, where okay. Trump does his truth. 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 OK, sorry. Go ahead. Um, uh, anyway, um, uh, you know, it, it was it, it it was not what you would do if you wanted to mobilize the deplorables in the midterms. Mm -hmm. You would not say, "Hey, let's you know, let's reenact January 6th and smite the enemies." Uh, you would say, you know, uh, you, you would say what he, you know, what, whatever you say about how people have to go to the polls. You would not say the election was rigged. Uh, so we have to run a new one. You would say uh, we fixed the election and now we have to go to the polls and win. They, mm. you, they can't stop a landslide. Uh, all the things he should have said in Georgia. So uh, he may not help the Republicans <laughs> there. I mean, no, even 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 if you even if he's in the spotlight, he won't help the one way he could help, which is mobilizing the rural base vote. And yeah, no, so, it's funny when you said he may not help. I just imagined the headline Trump. Possibly not helpful, and it just seemed like kind of a comic. Well, but there—I mean, there are people, uh, including the, some very astute analysts, who think he did turn out the vote in uh, for the House in yeah, oh yeah, uh, in, in 2020. Uh, and although then why didn't he win? I and and then um, and he did even do even did even turn out the vote in Georgia. There are some people who say. He didn't hold back the vote in Georgia that he actually has the secret for turning out the vote. So, you know, that's the way he could help and nobody else could help. Yeah, no, I, the headline I was imagining was was with, in reference to his influence, not on the Republican Party, but on the world. And that's why I was yeah. laughing. Do you, uh, um, well, it's not like he pledged to Israel that Iran would never have a nuclear weapon this week. Uh, um, wait, who pled? Did Biden pledge that again? Hasn't he already done that? Mm -hmm. Yes, but he pledged it again to Lapid in a phone call, um, or however you pronounce his name. The uh, you don't want to get into the uh, uh, the uh, Teal versus McConnell spat. 
Uh, I'm totally not up on that. Peter Thiel versus McConnell? And it was McConnell uh, has a limited amount of money, a lot of money to spend on all these candidates. But compared he, to Thiel, a limited. He wa- no, he wanted to force Thiel to spend more to back his two candidates, Vance and, and Mamie Masters. And Thiel said, no, thanks. Uh, that would just become an issue in the campaign. And, you know, his philosophy is, I think, as you seed the money and then you don't let them sink or swim on their own or something like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. so McConnell tried to pressure Thiel into ponying up some more money. He's already given them $15 million. And uh, and that may have been one of the reasons he cut canceled some ads for Masters as sort of a demonstration of you know what could happen. And uh, now it looks like he's caved and he's realized Thiel is not going to pony up and he has to pony up. But the obvious person who should pony up is Trump. These are Trump-endorsed candidates. Trump is sitting on hundreds of millions of dollars or $100 million. Uh, he should support the Trumpist candidates. Yeah, uh, and if, if he endorsed these guys, he should back them with money. What are, what are all these poor well, gullible people that sending him his, their life that, savings for? Couldn't that work to his favor when he seeks the nomination? If if what? If he backed Trump. Them. If he does back them. Yes, but he's not doing it. I know. So why isn't he? I mean, my response is going to be. Because he's a selfish pig. Yeah. So go ahead. But that's my point. It's not even it's not even intelligently selfish. If it could help him politically to give them the money down the road, it's not it's not like it's his personal money. It's money at his disposal. I guess he's thinking, well, I'd rather save it and spend it on my campaign. Correct. But um, no, it's completely uh, it's completely, completely unrational in terms of, uh, you know, he wants he should be the guy who sees a bunch of people who will have to support him. The. There, there is the um, there is the Nixon example in '68, which we haven't talked about. Which is, you can even lose an important race. Nixon lost the governorship of California, and still campaign for president and win. Uh, so suppose suppose the guy like Bennett loses in Colorado, got nothing better to do than run for president for a few years. Hey, uh, it's not out of the question. Suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Warnock, suppose Warnock loses, okay? Not out of the question that he could run for president. I mean, they won't be more likely to end up as vice president, but there's there's nothing that says you have to have won your last race. No, uh, uh, so there is no law. It helps, but it helps, but also it it hurts in that it impo- you know it, it, you have to actually spend time governing instead of running. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, that's. It adds a few more people there if you want to, uh, you know, if you know, maybe Beto O'Rourke can lose in Texas and having lost three races in a row, he'll run for president. Oh, I mean, please, please. You know, he has so much potential, but he just, he just, uh, he, 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 he's too, too much of a performer at heart. He, re- what he wanted to be was a rock star, and he doesn't. He has the indiscipline that rock stars can get away with and politicians can't. Like once he said that thing about what did he say? Like, yes, I will take your guns. And then he's going to run again in Texas. I mean, <laughs> no, not a good. <laughs> um, another issue is whether what should Republicans do about their unpopular abortion position? Uh, I was heartened that Blake Masters had scrubbed his website of uh, his anti-abortion, uh, you know, statements because he's moving in the right direction. You know, I mean, voters 
voters tend less, if people are flip-flopping in the direction the voters want, the voters tend not to hold it against them. I mean, some do, it looks hypocritical, but it also tells the voters that they're in charge. So mm-hmm. this guy is doing what you want, we control him. It's not a bad thing. So flip-flopping is never as important as which direction you're going, I don't think. And and Masters is going in, in, the, in the better direction. But Rich Lowry wrote a column saying, Republicans can duck and hide. They have to, they have to like, you know, keep their long-term goal, total ab- abolition of abortion, basically, uh, in mind, uh, recommit, you know, committed, stay committed to that goal, but go in baby steps. You know, first we have a 15 week, 15 week ban, then we have a, you know, but the voters aren't idiots. If that's your long-term goal and, you know, and there's a real chance you might enact it, they'll know it's your long-term goal and, uh, and they'll hold it against you. So I think if you're, if you have rich life space, you sort of have to hide the ball. You have to lie. I mean, I, I don't see where you, you got to get away with being honest. Yes, we want to abolish all abortion, but we'll settle for a 15 week ban. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think Mickey, that wins your election. Mickey's advocating lying. No, I, I, don't, I just think it's a dilemma. I'm, I'm advocating reality. I'm, I, I'm not, I, I don't believe in, a, in, you know, reality happens to go in my direction. I'm not hardcore anti-abortion. Okay, I think that I think the the trimester regime is fine, but I'm not a woman, so you know, I I have a different perspective. I think I'm just going to let you continue to talk. This is getting better and better. I think if a gentleman gets into trouble, there should be a way out, Bob. Now, who said that? You should explain to people you're not saying that. Remind us who just said that. A dean of Harvard long ago. Dean at Harvard said it. Oh, a dean of Harvard whose name I forget said it about forty, fifty, sixty years ago. Yeah. Now, speaking what? of things that happened a long time ago, well, should we talk about Gorbachev or save that for the parrot room or what? I, we also, I want, also want to talk about the Ukrainian offensive a little. Not that I can figure well, out what's going on. Uh, 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 let's talk about the Ukrainian offensive and see how much time there's left. I noticed the Institute for the Study of War is saying, don't worry, the Ukrainian offensive is just moving very slowly. Yeah. Take that, your time. I, I, don't this expect is too much. The worst sign I've heard... <laughs> or seen uh, for the Ukrainians is how defensive the Institute for Study of War is being. Again, this is this like neocon operation that is a think tank and has somehow convinced the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post that it's an objective arbiter of information. And they do a lot of actual reporting of on the ground stuff and work very hard and spend a lot of money to make sure that their talking points are, have all the qualities they need to get uncritically accepted and conveyed by mainstream media okay so and i wrote a whole thing about it in the newsletter but the the worst sign for this offensive i mean and first i should say it's hard to figure out what's going on i mean clearly it hasn't been this thoroughgoing ukrainian success i don't think it's been a catastrophic failure they've taken some villages they've taken some ground i think they've established and expanded a beachhead or at least expanded one they already had across a river which is important uh but um I, there's just not much good information coming out. I think the bad signs for Ukraine are two. First of all, their kind of advocates aren't saying much. They're not reporting much. Uh, secondly, Ukraine's always been good at generating imagery for social media, and we're just not seeing the pictures of like five Russian tanks destroyed or something, you know, like any one area 
where things went really badly for the Russians. And the pro-Russian people have circulated a little of that kind of stuff that I guess is credible with Ukrainians. In other words, you know, seemingly, you know, not uh, small scale, but not not nothing kinds of yeah. carnage. And but the worst thing is the way uh, the Institute for the Study of War is being so defensive. So here's here's what they're saying. Things like military operations on the scale of this counteroffensive do not succeed or fail in a day or a week. Which, first of all, look, it's true. I mean, the Russians, it seemed like a stalemate forever before they took those two critical cities in Luhansk. Uh, but anyway, then they say military forces that must conduct offensive operations without the numerical advantage is normally required for success in such operations often rely on misdirections and feints to draw the defender away from the sectors of the line on which breakthrough and exploitation efforts will focus. In other words, maybe we haven't seen the real offensive. Uh, well, what, what if what if this whole southern counteroffensive is itself a feint and they actually plan to attack somewhere else? So that seems implausible because the Russians would know where they're moving their troops. But if it yeah. were all a feint, where would it be? Yeah, I don't in, see in where Don it would Mass, be. There's no place where I think it's more important that Ukraine actually take ground than here, because uh, taking ground would uh, make it much harder for the Russians to ever get to Odessa and, and turn Ukraine into a landlocked country. Now, by the same token, my fear is that they're going to throw so many good troops into this who are going to get killed that the Russians are in the long run going to have an easier time getting to Odessa because remember playing offense is harder than defense. Normally the casualties are higher on the side that's doing the offense, which yep. is what the Ukrainians are doing now. They are throwing some of the good troops into this. And what I worry is, you know, Russia can afford to be patient uh, in principle and they have a right. lot more men in the long run. And this there, is what worries me. There is evidence that they are throwing troops into this because I, it looked to me like it was all vaporware. That I don't think it's all vaporware. Uh, no, I think it's real. I mean, they have taken villages. You know, it, it, it's not nothing, uh, but there have been reports, some of which seem credible, of, of, of localized areas where the Ukrainians suffered significant casualties. Uh, there have also been reports that weren't didn't seem so negative for the Ukrainians, uh, but were reporting that they were throwing good troops with good equipment into it. Uh, th this final thing, by the way, from the Institute for the Study of War, I wanted to read. It's just interesting because because now they're getting into the business of explicitly exhorting people to report things in a certain way. Uh, and this, I think, is new. Does ISW and other analysts studying this war have been appropriately cautious and circumspect in announcing the culmination or defeat of major Russian offensive operations? I'm not sure that's true. But anyway, they say that. <laughs> then they say. ISW will apply the same caution and circumspection to assessing the progress of the Ukrainian counteroffensive and exhorts others to do the same. I mean, I'm sorry, it just amazes me how openly they are advocates. And yet, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post. Uh, I think you know, I think after this, the, the they're going to have a harder time getting all those mainstream publications to uncritically cite them. It may be they're getting less pickup than they were. I, I, I don't claim to have been monitoring those outlets as closely for this as I was when I wrote my piece. But uh, anyway, look, I, I, uh, I mean, I hope it works. What? Because for one thing, th the boundary line you'd have if they succeeded in taking care of And by the way, nobody expects that to happen this week or next week. Nobody would expect uh, that kind of success to actually take care of someone. 
that soon. But the boundary you'd wind up with uh, is the, that river. And then you'd have all the Russian troops on the east side. And that's just a more stable boundary, more like the kind of thing that could be the basis for a peace agreement, which, of course, would be regrettable if it left any Russian troops in Ukraine. But I'm afraid there's no imaginable peace deal. It does. Isn't it possible the Ukrainians are just waiting for more weapons from the West, including, you know, the, the, the sort of short, short range weapons that they want? Well, the, I mean, they're, they're, first of all, this is. What, this is what they're doing to get the weapon. I mean, they think that in the long run, to keep the weapon supply up, they need to demonstrate a success somewhere, oh, like an offensive okay. success. And uh, that at least is the standard reporting on this. And I think that's probably true. Um, I, you know, they're, I think they're not that badly stocked for the time, for the time being. Uh, it's the long-term flow of weapons they're concerned about. Why is it like a campaign? You get, you, you, all the most of the campaigns fundraise on the base of their their the threats against them. We're about to lose. We're twenty points behind. You got to send us money. It's a delicate balance because even there, you have to demonstrate your your the plausibility of your success. Right? You, you can't you can't be seen as a lost cause and still be attracting the donation. We plan to demonize our opponents as subhuman. Send us money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's working. Great. It's working okay. so far on both sides. Um, the uh. The, uh, let's so, talk about Gorbachev in the in the parrot room, but okay. I, 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 uh, COVID is sort of a, a an A list topic. I, I do think they're rolling out. Isn't it obvious they're rolling out this new line of boosters? They claim not to have the money to publicize it. It's not the the new the new vax hasn't been tested separately. It's going to bomb. I mean, and the reason it's going to bomb, nobody's going to take it, or the take up rate is going to be very low. The reason is uh, two two factors. One, people hear of the side effects. Okay, so they 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 know that on balance it was a good thing to take when COVID was running rampant, but now it's you know starting they're starting to hear of this and that. And uh, you know, my doctor, I think we talked about last week, says you know I've been in the business for twenty years. I'm seeing stuff I've never seen before. He presumably thinks it's from the vaccine, not from COVID itself. Uh, I don't know quite how you distinguish between the two, but I trust him. So um, uh, people know about the side effects, and they know that COVID isn't that bad now. There are these antiviral drugs. They know 20 people who've had COVID and survived. Uh, they're not that scared of COVID, so they're not going to take the the risk of the booster. Uh, isn't that I know, obvious I know people who are scared of COVID. People who know someone well who has had a serious case of long COVID. And I know a couple of people who know people well, and I've heard about the people. Uh, and it's like, it's life changing. I mean, they can't, it's like serious chronic fatigue syndrome. And it, and it's gone on for like nine, 10 months and yeah, hasn't let up. They are the people who know those people, I think sometimes are genuinely scared. That is the real fear. And I mean, what are the what are the side effects that have been specifically and confidently attributed to the vaccine? Oh, we talked about this. Uh, you know, heart heart problems in young people. Yeah, but you know, I just saw, I just heard of some study in males. You're talking about, right? Yeah, that's the, uh, yeah. Where examined closely, well, well, first of all, your chances of getting that from the disease itself, I think, are higher than your chances of getting it from the vaccine. I think that if you is, get the disease. 
But if you take the vaccine, you definitely well, okay, take the but If you don't take the vaccine, you're probably going to get the disease. Every, everyone has had one or the other at this point, just about. Not me. Yeah, you've had the vaccine, Mickey. I remember. Uh, I, I know. Uh, I know. At our age, we we forget things. But you have. You're saying, you're saying if I don't take, you said if I don't take the vaccine, I'm going to get the. I'm disease. saying. I'm I, saying I, deny, I deny that. If I don't well, take the vaccine, how I'm, many Americans have had neither? At this point, there's almost nobody who hasn't gotten vaccinated or hasn't had. COVID. Right, but you were talking about do, do I get the booster? If I get the booster, I think there's still a very good chance I won't get the disease. Almost as good a chance as if I do take the booster. Well, that's conjectural. But my point is that if the question is, was it a mistake for all for teenage boys to get the vaccine uh, earlier months ago because of this heart thing? I'd say no, because uh, the, the disease itself gives you a higher chance of uh, I hope I'm not wrong. I didn't like bone up on this right before the podcast, but the disease itself gives you a higher chance. And uh, judging by the way things have gone last in the last year, you'd probably have gotten the disease if you didn't get the vaccine. That's mm. everybody is in one of those so, two categories. Some of my uh, uh, some of my neighbors haven't taken the vaccine and they haven't gotten the disease. They're uh, old people. They are old people. They would be staying dead. in their yeah, staying in their homes. They would be dead if they got the disease. Um, so um, uh, I, I, it can be done. I have not heard uh, about specific side effects confidently attributed to the vaccine that are nearly as scary as the long COVID yeah. that can be confidently attributed to the disease. I just, uh, the, the thing that spooks me is COVID's alleged effects on the brain. I mean, there are, you see right. these well, horrible, that? You, you see these horrible cases publicized, but you don't, you see a percentage attached to them. That's, I mean. Well, I'll tell you, I, I think the, the big unreported on scandal here that covers now two administrations is how bad the statistical inquiry has been that in theory, the government should be doing for us. It's like, if you ask for stats on long COVID, what you hear is, well, they group every, all forms of long COVID together into a single lump. Everything from someone saying, I, I'm still sneezing 10 weeks later or something to, I haven't gotten out of bed in 10 months. It's right. all long COVID for purposes of statistics keeping. Well, that sucks. What we care about is the serious cases, and you just can't find good data on this, and 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 it, it's kind of scandalous. Um, I believe you. Uh, it 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 does seem to me that the CDC under Fauci would cares more about controlling the information than providing a banquet of information for citizens to choose from. Yeah, well, somebody should grab that little elf and throw him, chuck him, a, chuck him across the Potomac. As no, no, Bob, you, Ron had your, has put it. you had your chance to do that. I mean, when you and I you, encountered when, him at a when party you were, yeah, when, you were younger, when you were younger and fitter man. Back when I could have done, of course, he could have resisted back then. He, he wasn't 81. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, you know. The Potomac wasn't that far away. We could have we could have done it if we'd really it tried. Uh, anyway, I just I just I don't quite understand the politics of it. They're obviously rushing out this booster, and I assume everything Biden done is for politics. But how does it how does it uh, help him if he rushes out a booster that that is then not adopted? Anyway, well, I don't know if it will or won't be adopted. Uh, it seems pretty conjectural to me. There certainly are people, the people who are concerned about COVID. Uh, I think a lot of them, and they may be a small number, I don't know, but I think a lot of them 
would welcome an upgraded booster. This will be an, an, an Omicron-specific booster, right? I thought it's the regular old booster with an Omicron caboose. Maybe, Maybe but it's, uh, there's something about it that's tailored to Omicron, although not the latest variant of Omicron. I don't know. Anyway, I guess um, uh, I, I, I don't, I'm going to do an antigen test before I take it. If I still have, if I still score 400, I'm not. Are you, are you bragging about your antibodies again, Mickey? I have a really, I have a lot of antibodies, Bob. Uh -huh. I have bigger antibodies than you do. And more of them. There you go. Um, uh, so there's this whole Zuckerberg Hunter controversy, which I think we talked about last week, but there've been a couple of wrinkles in it. Uh, well, this is what led Trump to do the thing you mentioned earlier, de demanding a new election, right? He was responding to Joe Rogan's interview with Zuckerberg, right. in which do, Zuckerberg do we, said something or other. Zuckerberg, as Kara Swisher pointed out, didn't say anything that was really new. He said he had a little nuances that were new. He said the FBI warned us that uh, that this was about to, something was about to drop, but didn't specifically say it was the Hunter Biden laptop was about to be dumped. He said, but um, uh, so uh, but she also said, oh, they do this editing all the time. The government's been warning them for years. Well, what does that tell you? Uh, uh, that that tells you it's old news, but it's big news. Uh, the uh, there are also people, you know, the 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 point of of argument is, did the government specifically warn about the Biden laptop story? And it, it seemed implausible to me that the FBI would have known that the Biden laptop story was about to come out, except that Miranda Devine of the New York Post points out they had access to Rudy Giuliani's cloud. And they, they've sort of been tapping his emails for two years. Right. So they, they, were, they, were, they were surveilling him in real time? Correct. Correct. And they, and, they, uh, and they... How long have we known that? I don't know. Uh, Maybe because as you may a, know, he was the lawyer for the president. He was the lawyer for the president of the United States. I mean, States it, it may not be real time. Maybe there's a delay, right? Yeah. Before it gets sent to the cloud. But um, uh, there was a there was a an email from somebody saying, "Hey, we got this hot, hot, hot thing. This Hunter Biden but, but, laptop whoa, whoa, is going to blow wait, the lid of everything." Just, just, just wait. They had a warrant or something. Well, what is what? How were they surveilling yeah, they the, had, the personal lawyer had, for the president? They must have had a, a warrant or something for some other case. I think it was a, it, it was a, a foreign. It was the uh, the FARA, the lobbyist registration. They were, uh -huh. in, uh, you know, it, it's a perfect pretext uh, for for the deep state. Uh, if you were into that, uh, tracking Giuliani is this, uh, you know, some bogus FARA case they open against him. Uh, maybe it was a real FARA case. Anyway, they they. I'm sure it was a legit warrant. I don't I don't think they did anything that was not uh, you know officially stamped, but. Uh, I haven't seen any pushback to Miranda Devine saying that they had this. So, and then, and then you remember, well, Zuckerberg is the guy who gave millions and millions of dollars for this allegedly nonpartisan group that helped Biden in the election by organizing right. in Democratic areas. And you think, well, maybe he isn't being completely honest with Joe Rogan, <laughs> and maybe they really did know about well the in Biden fairness it, the, 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 it wasn't officially a way of uh facilitating voting in democratic areas it probably focused on urban areas or something which which are democratic and I mean, yeah he may well have it, known it, what it, he's it doing. involved it involved providing the staff for many departments of election it was outrageous it was the the people 
that were running the election were were, were imp- people from Zuckerberg's yeah. outfit. No, I, I, okay? I, I what I heard about it seemed to me uh, shady. I, I, I think, um, you know, it reminds me uh, in a vague way of of like us using Blackwater mercenaries and stuff. See how rapidly the term came Blackwater came to mind this time, Mickey. The um, you know, it's like. No, government should fight their own wars. And if they if they don't have enough support to do that, they shouldn't fight them. Uh, and, and government should conduct their own elections. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, it, so you have Zuckerberg staff again. You have Chef Andres cooking you a fabulous sandwich if you vote. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the fix was in. I tell you, they should um, run it yeah. again. Uh, um, so anyway, I, I, I don't know what to make about Zuckerberg, but um the, the, I thought the I thought the Kara Swisher admission that uh, they've been doing this sort of editing for a long time more than you think was a big admission uh, that mm. uh, the people who who claim that and also Zuckerberg boasting is it's not just us we formed an alliance with all the other behemoths in the tech space. Well, that makes oh, it great. worse. That makes I it feel worse. A lot that, better. Means, that means you have a ninety percent stranglehold on the public discourse. Right. So that oh, makes good. The, Four billionaires are running yeah, my life. Yeah. Excellent. And they're conspiring with each other. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and he his big point was to Twitter behave worse, which they did. But, you know, but he, his 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 policy is if something is an important is is contested on an important issue, we we throttle it down. So he's admitting he shadow bans. We, we throttle it down for until our fact checkers, who are a bunch of liberal MSM people. And a bunch of anti-Trump MSN people on the right uh, uh, can determine whether it's true or not. So any issue that's important gets throttled automatically for seven days. That's not democracy. And who decides if it's important or not? Well, gee, uh, maybe the ex-Democrats that are running Facebook. So um, it, it's um, it, so it, 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 his process doesn't get him out of the argument. So is it? to back up a little is it clear that facebook had warning from the federal government about the the height the the biden laptop story before the new york post broke the story no that's not clear but that's what people are claiming that's what miranda devine is speculating oh speculating Uh, but uh, but it's clear that they warned him about something he's now he had he he admitted this in hearings that were actually conducted before the election if you can believe that where he said they warned us generally that there was a disinformation op and we should be on the alert, on mm-hmm. high alert. Okay. Uh, what the only nuance he added was uh, was he specified Russia and not Russia, Iran, and China, and he also specified about to be dumped. But you know that could just be him misspeaking. So who knows? But uh, it uh, they they warned him generally about disinformation about to be dumped that that Russia had done it before, and uh, but they didn't. We don't know that they specifically said, and this Hunter Biden stuff is is, is about to drop. But as Ann Coulter pointed out, you don't need a specific warning. All these people are Democrats. They know what to do when an anti-Biden story drops, and they have this mechanism in place to shadow ban it. They don't need to conspire with the Biden administration specifically on this case. They know what to do, and they Mm. do it. Well, I should listen to the Joe Rogan uh, Zuckerberg interview, but the, the Spotify app is such a pain in the ass for podcasts. I, you can listen. You can find the two key minutes on the web. I'd want to yeah. listen to the whole thing. I mean, uh, but well, that's the uh, kind of guy you are, Bob. It, it is the kind of guy. It's the reason 
our audience continues to grow after low these many years. So, Mickey, we've been doing this for... I'm I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> well, it's in spite of you that our audience has been growing for low these many years. But um, let me say, first of all, this is Thursday, folks. Uh, so if you are happening upon this Friday evening and assuming it was taped on Friday evening and it wasn't a special early Labor Day taping then forgive us for anything we've said that makes no sense in light of the ensuing 24 hours. Well, even so. as we speak, Biden is clearing his throat to, to, to say that there's a battle for the soul of the nation, Bob. Between quasi-fascists, between semi-fascists and... In his best Meacham-esque prose. Uh, so um, this is that's going to happen. That's going to happen, uh, and we won't be able to react to it. So, But we, in a, in a way, we, we handled the general subject. Uh, of, well, if of, he if he surprises everybody and comes out in favor of the semi-fascism, you know, we'll be you, we'll you mean be, against uh, yeah, in favor of it. or he takes my advice and goes positive. Remember where you heard it first. Then yeah. we're totally screwed. Okay. Okay. But, um, so what are we so going to yeah. talk about in the parrot room? Patreon.com/slash parrot room. Uh, well, there's Gorbachev. Gorbachev. There is a little wrinkle to the Epstein corpse that we didn't talk about last time which Party will excite, excite you more than exciting me uh there's my attack on the song end of the line which you have challenged which i, I, I challenge your attack on that song uh there's the movie the best man where which a commenter suggested we watch and we actually and we watched and enjoyed it in my case but i but there are things to say about it yes it, it's about a presidential campaign. It, it was uh, the, it was written by Gore Vidal, the story, and uh, came out in the early 60s. Right, and it's uh, very Kennedy-influenced. But it came out in 64, so it would be after Kennedy was assassinated. Well, um, it came out then. It was probably, it was probably written before It was a then. stage play that came out before you. Um, anyway, it's a good movie. I thought there are things to say about it. Um, there's an interesting debate, and I'm allowed for, right? There's an interesting debate about uh, why is culture so boring uh, that uh, exploded in the August dog days uh, between, Mich you know, in Michelle Goldberg's column and Jim Garrity's column. And so uh, it was sort of interesting. Um, so I have some things to say about that. Um, that's my four. Okay. Uh, so... Maybe fascinatingly, maybe I'll say a little more about why. Although I did appropriate the uh, the core of your tweet, embrace it and put it to use without giving you virtually any credit. I, I do want to elaborate on why the tweet annoyed the shit out of me. Still, um, the uh, really, <laughs> I want to explain why I was so exercised last time because I took a lot of heat for this. You know, did you notice like? You know, there are a lot of Bob haters out there, Mickey. I, don't, I know you don't wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat about this, but if you were Bob, it would, it have, would, it would hurt you. It would really hurt I you. I have told ALEXA to start my day with an affirming message from Bob. <laughs> well, it's, it's harder for Bob to give those messages when he's being attacked by the haters. So I just want to give my side of the story. Are you sure you're not, are you sure you're not uh, digging deeper, Bob? We'll see. There's this old, old motto, stop digging. Maybe. Yeah, there's another motto. Maybe haters applicable. Gonna haters going to hate. That's another motto. So you may be right. Okay, there may be yeah. no way out of this. And don't feed the trolls. You're violating three cardinal rules. Okay. Well, 
don't you think that's what the Bob lovers love about? That's what they like. That's exactly what they like. Yeah. So, um, um well, in terms of my own, uh, what could I talk the, about? The, the, fir the first two that I mentioned were things we'd agreed upon between us. So you should get half credit for them to talk about. I should get, I should that's get half the kind credit. Of, that's the kind of guy I am. There's something, there's something I promised you to last week. didn't get around to, which is complaining about Peter Baker's oh, yeah. review of the, good, uh, of the, uh, of the new Putin biography. So I'll do that. Um, and I guess for now, uh, what else? Oh, I, I want to talk a little about Ron DeSantis because I did do a little, uh, a little work. Why uh, I, I know a little more about him. I, like I went and watched the actual video where uh, he says that the high school students behind him should take their masks off. Um, and so I have a little to say about him. Is he is he scary? Could he be worse than Trump? Better than Trump? I definitely think he should be. He should scare the Democrats because he's a he's a more effective politically more effective version of Trump. Um, and uh, I guess that's yeah. Who knows what else will come up? Oh, you sent me a thing about our plants conscious. I I I, I something I can just do riff riff on without much advanced preparation. There's also the Washington Post going broke. What should they do? Yeah, there's uh, a story in the Times. That's not nice. That's not nice. When the New York well, that, Times does that good. kind they're of piece getting, they, about the they Pope. have that kind of rivalry. They used to have that kind of rivalry, uh, and and I've been missing it. So that's good to see. Um, the uh, and there's uh, the FBI investigating the monkeys. Although it's not clear, not clear what I have to say about that. M O N K E E S. M O N K E E S. Yes. The group, the rock group. Well, Mickey Dolans has asked the FBI to release the FBI file on the monkeys. Wouldn't shock me, man. Because that was, they, they that was Jager to, Hoover days, right? They marched to the beat of a different drum. I don't uh, think. Uh, I'm not sure. That's a good question. I'll look it up. Yeah, late sure 60s. Late 60s. I think it was That's, early 60s. When Hoover left, died, whatever he did. When the monkeys were, I think it was. Well, that was like 60s. mid 60s. But uh, okay. anyway, okay, that's plenty. So in the end, you did do more than four. It sounds like to me. You violated the, the four. I did because I was making up for the the treading water and an incredible deficit on subjects on your part. So I'm trying to beef up our, our agenda here. Well, that hurt. But, you know, wasn't, I, I mean, was at a, this point, I've got calluses from that all the Bob that was, not, that was not big of me. I'm sorry. No, this is totally uncalled for. <laughs> oh, and there's the, uh, there's the Artemis launch also. Oh, yeah, the Artemis scrub. Well, it's, we've been rescheduled, but um, some uh, John Ellis had the reason why Artemis is going to lose out to SpaceX. Oh, I would like to hear that. I'd like to bone up on my Artemis talking points. Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, patreon.com slash parrot. I apologize for saying that your topics were. It's a little late. It's a little late. The, the, wound, the wound has been inflicted a little late. <laughs> um, uh, okay, am I supposed to do anything here? I'm supposed to no, get no, the parrot. I, I, yeah, if I you want the parrot, the parrot to say sorry, Bob, that would work. Sorry, Bob. Sorry, Bob. Well, I forgive the parrot. 